British British people are all like, ew, peanut butter is so like. Hard. Oh, we use a more fancy bread. It's called Nutella. It's from France. What did you just say? <laughs> I I heard like Cornish donuts from France. That was it. Hello, everybody. This is season two, episode fourteen of Watch and Talk, and this is an episode called "The, the War, War at Home. Home." The War at the Home. The War at Home. Oh, we were all gonna say. I it? missed the the title card in this episode. It's called "The War at Home," and then I looked up and it said Tuesday night, so I thought that's what the episode was called. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote Tuesday night. It's the no, name that's of not the it. Episode. I didn't bother to like look it up or really look at anything. Yeah. Or yeah. Bartlett's Third State of the Union Part 2. Something I thought of last week. That was not Bartlett's Third State of the Union. The first speech that a new president gives is not technically a State of the Union. So this is actually only his second State of the Union. Oh. The first one is a joint address to Congress. Because he hasn't been around long enough. Right. He doesn't know. Oh, you no can't speak yet. about the he state. Yeah, he doesn't know what's going of on. stuff. You should be like, you tell me. <laughs> It seems like something that the West Wing would love to point out. Like, that's like their kind of thing. Yes. It is. And, like a and hashtag actually. Yeah. Anyways. I have to say, this episode is ripe with Martin Sheen saying billion dollars. Yeah. Five billion dollars. 16 billion. Which made me so happy. Does he, he says, say that? He says it so much. Hmm. It's, it's, I didn't see that. It's hmm. like my favorite thing he says. Okay. I have one stream like really minor piece of follow-up we said tangentially on stuff like are we gonna see a single payer advocate in the democratic primary in the past week elizabeth warren and kirsten kirsten gillibrand have both come out for single payer Mm. (laughs) which is actually pretty interesting that's moving along faster than we thought so good on them yeah but um i don't have any actual follow-up are they running for anything well you you gotta imagine Elizabeth Warren is. Yeah. Oh, she's totes running for president. And people keep talking about Kristen Gillibrand, but I've like never heard her talk, and she's my senator. She's your yeah. senator, and she's like she's a lady anonymous. Basically, she has hair. No, she's fine. She's okay. Like she does. She's smart. Yeah. I thought it was Christine Gillibrand. Yeah, it's G- I've heard Gillibrand. Gillibrand. Yeah. Well, her creator calls it Gillibrand, <laughs> but in the popular culture, it's Gillibrand. There's a there's a gif of her pronouncing <laughs> Gillibrand properly. You take that back. <laughs> you take that back. So previously on Spoken by Sam, um, this is a two-parter from last week. So it's everything last week. The DEA agents have been abducted in Colombia. 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 I, I can't roll my R's properly. Um, there are. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> Colombia. <laughs> Roll my L's. <laughs> Colombia. We're waiting on Columbia. poll numbers because there, there was a power outage. And um, Abby. Just waiting. Still, he's still waiting. Still waiting. Oh. And Abby and the president are fighting because they had a deal. No second term because of. Um, did they say why? They don't know. We had, they had a deal. That's all we yeah, know. Yeah, we had, had a deal. Had and a deal. then we find out this week. The episode title War at Home. So. The war at home. I'm thinking Tuesday night. This is a classic <laughs> double entendre. Oh yes, because there's, there's a war at. There's home. a literal war at home, the drug war, the home war, and then there's like the internal war between the husband and the wife at their home. At the home. Literally in the residence. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Good catch, mm-hmm. Aaron. Yeah. Yes. And I only really caught that because the previous Eon like, only talked about those two things, really. So paying <laughs> attention to those finally paid off for once. Yeah. And then I have, is it maybe a third meaning? Because it's Donna versus the electricity grid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also Josh's <laughs> conflicts with himself. So it starts off on the portico, and the president is out having a smoke. And Leo comes out and talks to him. And the first thing the president says is, It was just three hours ago I gave the State of the Union. It's only been three hours since the last episode. <laughs> Breaks the fourth wall. This a sure bit. is happening since that last episode it right fe- now. It feels like a week almost. The president is outside because he is smoking a cigarette. Leo asks, What are you doing? It's freezing out here. I'm not allowed to smoke inside anymore. I thought you were allowed to do pretty much whatever you want. Up to the point where you accidentally burn holes in priceless antiques. He says that he should stop smoking, too. And the president says, I smoke two cigarettes a day. And Leo's like, oh, okay, that's fine. That's like bad. Could I have been blasting cigs <laughs> this whole time? <laughs> Only Just two. Cups. Only yeah. two. Just a two for- I could limit myself to two cigarettes a day. That's what you say. Yeah, that's I mean, an, I don't really like cigarettes you. that much, but I could have been... Oh, you'll love them after smoking two a day for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you might even want more than two a day. Mm, maybe. But uh, the president is quite defensive about his cigarette habit. It sounds like he's been asked this a bunch before, and he's like got his answer down, and he's not changing his he's mind. He's like, get off well, my back, Well, they keep on bra. saying two a day, one a day... 12 a day it don't matter you're gonna die the thing is is that his job is already stressful enough and you if you're consistently smoking two cigarettes a day you're gonna have a nicotine withdrawal in the middle of the day or something and that is probably not good for your disposition (laughs) when you already have a stressful plus it makes your fingers smell and it makes your fingers smell. that's gross bro it makes your everything smell but especially the fingies yeah yeah the fingies yeah. I want my president's fingies to smell good. I am feeling weird about the the t- word fingies. Hmm. So <laughs> I just have to point out that he misattributes this quote. George Bernard Shaw said you don't live longer. It just seems longer. He he, he says it's some Bernard Shaw fellow. George, not George Bernard Shaw. Not. This is uh, Sir Clement Freud. Who's that? That's just some dummy. And he <laughs> also. Sigmund Freud's brother, Clement Freud. Clement the other uh, Freud. Uh, okay, so unfortunately, this guy is dead. Rest in peace. Um, but here's just, uh, according to the British newspaper, The Telegraph, just a few other of, of his funnies, because he was a funny guy. I used to ask women to come upstairs and have sex, but now it has to be one or the other. Because I... Cause uh, he, yeah. Wait, uh, why? Because he... Hold on. His I'll have another one. Huh? Oh. I, I, think, I honestly do not understand. Is I think old. Our, is he old? Can you tell us how old he is? It's an old. He's dead. Thing. At eighty nine. I think our police. Is that, is that a like? Cum, I'm have is a that zinger. A cum, is that a cum joke? I have another zinger. No, it's like they can either go upstairs or they can fuck, but not both because like, it's exhausting. Walking upstairs, upstairs okay, alone okay, okay, is okay. is hard enough. I think our police are excellent, probably because I have not done anything that has occasioned being beaten up by these good men. That's topical. That's some dry wit right there. He also gave this whopper. Congealed fat is pretty much the same, irrespective of the delicacy around which it is concealed. And I will give you one more zingo. Wait. Is this part of the same thing, though? Or you... 
or did, was that the end of it? No, that's it. That and there, <laughs> but there's one more. Okay. Okay, and it's just shorty, but you're gonna say this to your kids. Breakfast is a notoriously difficult meal to serve with a flourish. <laughs> I don't know why. Untrue. Uh, yeah. What has? Excuse me. Did hollandaise ex- sauce exist around this time? Oh, he's British. Yeah, he's British. Because yeah. Th- yeah, this was. They, a so- like, hold on. This was a selection of some of his blood. best That's known jokes. That was. That was. Those were jokes. That was it. But All like right. his like top jokes. Some of the best ones. And the other quote, the one that the president says is. You're not alive longer, it just seems longer, which uh, they make a callback to momentarily. Um, I thought this was a really weird scene, this first scene. It was so, like, detached, and the president was being strange, and they're, like, not talking fast, and they're not one-upping each other. I'm not sure it was Shaw. I'm not sure it was either. And there's, like, this pregnant silence. It's an it's like a surreal style scene for this show. They're not arguing. I, did, I thought it was it's really weird. It's like the calm before the storm of what's going to happen. In well, it episode. sets yeah. it up. It sets up the rest of the episode, and it kind of sets up, in a weird way, their, their strange like thirst for death. <laughs> what? You know? Right, I, I agree with like what you're saying mostly, but instead of a thirst for death, I feel like it's their, their self-destructive coping mechanisms for dealing with the guilt of the decisions they have to make that are life and death situations. Okay, you say that, I say thirst for death, whatever. Hmm. Tomato, tomato. Tomato. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. So they go down to the sit room and military guys have a plan for Columbia. A C-141 with two Delta Force teams has been in the air for 85 minutes. They'll enter Colombian airspace. At the same time, a 19-man unit, Special Forces Alpha team that's already on the ground at Trace and Cenas will head to Villa Sereno. The hostages are going to be moved, and that's when we go. So there's this whole big plan that fucking nerd guy from last episode thinks they should wait and not kill a bunch of dudes, yeah, and he gets nerd. totally overruled. <laughs> <laughs> and then the president, he says, throws that fake George Bernard Shaw quote back at the guy. I believe we can keep them alive longer if we let them be taken to Villa Sereno. Are we going to keep them alive longer or is it just going to seem longer? This got me thinking, what if you had to have one phrase that you had to use in every single conversation in a day, <laughs> what would you use? I think this one's a decent one. You could work it in. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I find that I often say the phrase too much carrot, not enough stick. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> Like is that like a sex thing? No. <laughs> no. Like you're being too nice, you gotta start being mean. Oh, okay, okay. I thought okay. But I do actually say that like at least once a day. During you sex. Do you sometimes. You can do it is what it is. That's a good one. The president should have kept it up. He should have used this thing every single thing. Uh and then <laughs> and um, just every epi- every every episode? Every conversation every in con- this. He gives the order. So Delta Force, go go get him, guys. And that's the credits on the word go. After that, it's CJ and the milkshake cop from last episode. And um, right after this episode, when we talked about it last week. since gotten a New York Times article. (laughs) There's a New York Times write up. There's a New York Times write up about Milkshake Duck now. Um, Go check that out. So they have a plan. This guy's going to go on the TV and he's going to do an interview, like a softball interview. He's going to explain his story. It's going to be out of the news. That's pretty much it. And they still just will not say what the guy did. Talk about your act of heroism that brought you to the attention of the White House. Well, I wouldn't really call it heroism, but... Just explain what it is. I don't get it. Why he they harrowed. 
It's up to the the reader's imagination. After that is Capital Beat. Capital Beat is still on. The show's like, been on for literally a week. Three yeah, hours. This day is so long. Like, it's so long. He thanks his guests for the episode, and one of them is Bob Woodward. Henry Shalek, David Satch, Toby Ziegler, Bob Woodward, Jeff Greenfield, CJ Craig. Which is <laughs> really random. That... That's like the one real name they decided to sneak in to make it seem real. All the real people were there. And then CJ comes up after the show's over, and he is like kind of mad at her because he held the cop story throughout the show. He was going to break it on the show, and she got him to hold it and waited for longer than she said. She gives the explanation that he's going to give on the show, and when she's explaining it, she's she says, like, he's like, oh, he got this reprimand, and... Her explanation for that, she puts a lot of English on the word Detroit Police Department. Civil suit was dismissed. Then why on his the record? Detroit Police Department cited him for excessive force to calm down the black community. She's like, oh yeah, the Detroit oh. Police Department. And like really like emphasize it in a weird way. I thought it was kind of racist, to be honest. <laughs> so, But he's going to do her show the next day because he's a, he's a good dude for waiting 40 minutes. So a little back scratching going on there. A little quid pro quo. Yeah, because they done stuff together. Um, and so he, he does this show nine to midnight and he also has another show in the morning. Is Capital B on the air like 20 hours a day? I guess so. What is going on? Entire network, just this one guy having that people guy, argue. That guy though looks like he's sort of like an ageless wonder, like a Rob Lowe type yeah. actor. So I feel like he doesn't sleep and he's probably a vampire. Vampish. Yeah. That Definitely would explain vampish. that. Mm-hmm. He's Handsome. Vampire. Handsome yeah. vampire. Mm-hmm. But like with a tan. Charismatic. Next Do vampires have tans? Uh, bronzer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bronzy. Do they automatically, how do they get pale? They're they actually just white. In the sunlight? Yeah, and they're white. But they're, they're low vitamin they're like D. Like well, like eternal, you, right? Yeah, or they're not the healing, bl- though. The like the blood doesn't is not flowing through them anymore. It's actually a breakdown of the uh, melanin. No. No, it, they're fake. It's fake. It's not real. There's no <laughs> real reason. But like the, I think. <laughs> but, the but what about blackulas? <laughs> yeah. They're just are they paler than born that way? Do they get paler? You have the melanin in your or skin just that you had already, and then you your blood stops slow, flowing through you, so mm-hmm. you're not like. But so they're but their cells stop breaking down, right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't get it. No, you don't get it. We want. Science explain this. Yeah, each of their cells are immortal. And as then well. what about if the any ones of our listeners twinkle. are vampire scientists or vampires? We're all inclusive here. Yeah, and watch and talk. Are there twinkly ones? Yeah, in the Twilight Saga. Oh, I haven't watched the Twilight. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. worth a watch. Just worth a watch to know. Mm, to no, know. No, no, worth like a watch of like a part of one mm. to know that they. Glitter a watch in the of sunlight. Shame. These vampires can go in the they sunlight. They go in the sun? But the reason they don't is because it gives away because that they're vampires they because they glitter. But what I think gives them away is that they're 10 shades paler than everyone around them. and they have But they're in like Oregon, right? Next scene is Sam and Toby. Um, they are at a bar, at a party. I can't exactly know what, but um, Toby looks like he's tying one on a little bit. They have a call from Seth Gillette's office, and he Ooh. wants to have a meeting in the morning. And it's one of those purposely vague things. So he wants to talk about the thing. We can't talk about the thing. We spent so much time. It's always the thing. It's really vague. Sam already set up the meeting. 7.30 a.m. Be there. Be square. 
too early for a meeting, in Way my opinion. Early. That's too early for like a wake up time. But these guys yeah. like are always at work super early. It seems. But they're also they're super late. Like later. Yeah. Well, they're here all day. We'll do it later. Do you guys ever go out for breakfast before work? Oh. Hell no. Who has that kind Monsters, of Monsters, that's yeah. who. Monsters. But I, I guess if you're trying to avoid the media, that would be a good time to have like a surreptitious meeting. Oh, I don't think they're necessarily trying to avoid it's, I think it's pretty normal that they would have a meeting. I don't think it's going to raise any flags. Like It does get contentious, but the fact that they're meeting seems pretty normal. Where do you think they normally eat breakfast? Do you think they eat it in their office? Well, Leo eats it at that hotel right, every morning. Fancy air. Yeah. But and what, he lives at a hotel. Right, right. But what about... Which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Is he still living there? I think wonder? so, yeah. That's nice. But <laughs> when do you think the other people eat breakfast? Because I know they get the salad from the place. That's a lunch thing, That's though. a lunch thing, but they like seem to bring it in. I think Donna gets a cart muffin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And eats yeah, it yeah. at her desk while she's like checking off like me- while she's listening to messages from the night before well, or something i mean josh mm-hmm. is still working his way through all the muffins and bagels in the land <laughs> sam <laughs> probably makes his own yogurt sam yeah he would he makes his he own yogurt would yeah yeah he's a granola boy for sure if this were like modern day sam would drink bulletproof coffee with like ghee in it <laughs> we find out later that the president has a private breakfast staff right Yes, the, and a butler the, the of some sort that we never knew about, Bill. Yeah, I, I'm finally at an office that has breakfast-type foods. I eat like a little oat bar thing every morning, pretty much. But uh-huh. I'm mostly just drinking iced coffee. That's my breakfast. So I have like this fancy cafeteria at work, and I get a omelet made for me every morning. What? For four doll hairs, and it has... Well, it has whatever I want in it, but I what? always get... You could get anything? You get anything you want and a hash brown for $4. Hucks. And, oh and like God, the good like awesome. McDonald's-style hash brown. So I get bacon, jalapeno, avocado, and spinach. The same every morning? Yeah, well, until I get bored of it. Mm. But it's Yum. Weird. And then I smother it in sriracha. Uh, so the next scene, CJ and Toby, and the reviews of the speech are in. The New York Times calls it sleek. Some kind of speech. It's 80 minutes long and it's sleek. I don't know how that could describe a speech, actually, as an adjective, but whatever. And It's like that describes a boat. Yeah. A maybe. seal. Elise called these chairs sleek earlier. They are very sleek chairs. Yeah, chairs can be sleek. Mm-hmm. Eric got new chairs. Yeah. Everyone. So <laughs> I'm sliding off of them. <laughs> I think that's more about like the size of your butt than the chair oh, being sleek. Yeah. Or lack thereof. I think we got that the first time. Toby, th- <laughs> Toby thinks the cop interview is a bad idea, and that's the end of that scene. Um, but he's going to do it anyways. There, I don't know. That's that yeah, plot line. That's the end of the plot line. It's the end of the cop interview stuff. Next scene, Josh and Donna. Donna proclaims that she knows a thing or two about the ways of love. I know thing or two about the ways of love she knows things i feel that donna doesn't know things about the way of love well at this point in the episode you're thinking does she know things i don't know and then later spoiler maybe she doesn't know things right i think she doesn't know things i'm banking on doesn't know yeah they're still at the polling place where the power is out and joey comes up says we need to pack it in and that's a sign she does use sign language to do it (laughs) When Josh is like, we can't pack it in. We got to get these numbers. It's important. 
She has this be, uh, being a deaf person when she wants to actually say something, it carries such gravity. Let's pack it in. We'll start over tomorrow night. Why? It's already 9:30 in California. The power isn't on. We're missing half the window. Joy, pack it in. Okay. It does. It's She's a, it's a great like one-upping of the great imp- actress too mm-hmm. to like make that decision. She's on The Magicians this season is season that, two of the magician like oh that movie it's no a, it's magician? a sci- it's a sci-fi show remember we watched that first episode and we didn't finish oh, it it's yeah. like it's like harry potter it's like sexy harry potter oh wait, wait harry, harry potter, potter wasn't so sexy, sexy. it's <laughs> like it's like the oc harry potter <laughs> wow or something it's like college Harry Potter. Do you know what was missing in Harry Potter? Like bikinis. Sexy. <laughs> yeah, this is that kind of more stuff. More bikinis. Tapes. Yeah. Just more boobs in Harry Potter, please. And and if you thought what was missing from Harry Potter was a second season with Marley Matlin in it, this may be your show. There you go. Wow. I feel like all shows can have more Marley Matlin. Wow. <laughs> Next scene. President is on the portico again and he's playing chess against himself. With himself. Um, and he's got like a lazy Susan chessboard that he can spin around, which is kind of cool. How do you play chess with yourself? Because you're smart. It's a very like this. It's a mental exercise. You got to like play it fair. Oh, you do the best move every time. Every time you can't like throw one for the other side because then it's not fun. Are you supposed to like forget what your strategy was every time you turn the board around? I think you're trying to like break the strategy from the other side's perspective even if you know it you're trying to like if i were in this position and i knew that this was what the guy was doing what am i how would i counter it i feel like this only works if you're like so so at chess if you're very very good or really high level you think because they're i mean leo comes out here and he's he reveals he's also a chess nerd knight to king four it'll leave the bishop open you're gonna sacrifice the bishop for the queen's rook where four moves down. Because he could say things like knight to some oh, yeah. And like the numbers letter and letters. Yeah, the, the queen's knight to e5. You're going to get it in six moves. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys chess players? I actually <laughs> no. taught someone how to play chess recently. Really? Yeah. And it was fun. Hmm. But it was like a, you know, like a young person who doesn't play a lot of board games, really. And I like taught her how to play chess. And she it was really delightful was there to like see nothing like the else glee. to do yeah there was nothing else to do it yeah. was at an overnight install yeah, yeah and like we there was a really cool like plexi acrylic chess set from like the 70s and we played chess with that like chess is st- just way too simplistic i don't for know modern games it was kind of fun it's like like it's been solved like, but like not by someone who's not good at it i know but what i mean is then chess just like turns into can you sort of memorize out yeah. like X or N moves ahead and like how much can you sort of juggle at once in your at mind? At really high levels, every chess game starts one of like a dozen ways for right. the first like many, many moves. But if you're really low level, there's infinite possibility. Well, there's, <laughs> and I think the concept, conceptually at. it's fun. I like the idea of like things moving around the board and having abilities or whatever. And there's a, there's a fun iPhone variant uh, called really bad chess. And it, <laughs> what it does is it randomizes the pieces, but it uses those to like based on your skill level. So the computer kind of plays at the same skill level, but you'll have like four queens 
and it'll huh? have a ton of pawns. That's so good. you're like you're overpowered, but in a different way. So instead of having a computer that's just doing dumb moves with the standard sets, like it mixes and matches what pieces you have, which can be really fun. That's interesting. Yeah. I was trying to explain Magic the Gathering to my dad, and the thing that clicked for him, I was like, Dad, imagine that there's like hundreds of thousands of different types of chess piece and each one can do its own moves you get and you to have start them in a giant bag pieces. and you can like pull out a deck of like 60 pieces what i guess Le- 15 pieces what if leo went out there and the president was playing a game of magic against himself <laughs> that'd be awesome well i was imagining what game would our current president be playing against himself and i thought candy crush tic-tac-toe or connect for me. Oh, our current, <laughs> pre- yeah. You think? That's what I thought. I think yeah. Tic Tac Toe is the simplest game, and yeah. he's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. He's going right in the Definitely middle, right cheating. in the beginning. Is that cheating? <laughs> I don't really well, know what he, it is. He w- he's throwing the game for one side and then taking credit for winning. <laughs> <laughs> True, but there's something that about chess, like visually, on like a in a movie or a TV show, that like looks really nice. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's a metaphor, too. There's the wire scene of explaining how, how the game is just like chess, you know? Mm-hmm. This the kingpin, all right? And he the man. So how do you get to be the king? It ain't like that. See, the king stay the king, all right? Everything stay who he is, except for the pawns. King stay the king. You gotta yeah. play the game if you're something else. Yep. That's fun. <laughs> Such good writing on that show. <laughs> Come at the king. You best not miss. Mm. Oh, I was thinking, no, like, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> All good. So there's another line in the scene that I really like. It's actually at the beginning where Leo's like, aren't you cold? You understand we've got heating inside, right? And this isn't cold. It's crisp. It's that, that's one of those lines in the show that has stuck with me. It's not cold, it's crisp. Does that get you through it being bitterly cold? I way? do think there is a huge mental thing about being cold or not. Yeah. If you're just like, I'm not cold, and you just like stop shivering and just like hold it, I think you can get through a coldness that would normally like make you kind of go crazy. Have you done uh, personally? That, like that's my that's my Zen Buddhism coming out. Yeah. No, cold is just in the mind. Yeah. I it's f- a state. Fear of is the being. mind killer. I feel like it's in my body though when it happens. <laughs> it feels like a body thing, and it and then it feels like my bot, like my brain's fine. Yeah, that's your mind. And then my body's like, "Holy shit, get warm! I'm gonna shiver now." <laughs> well, there's limits, obviously. Yeah. But I, I think you can like deal with like 45 by just yeah. thinking through it. 45 is is crisp. Yeah, it's crisp. That's crisp. It's sprinkling. No, that's rain. No, no, this is your, it's rain and it's sprinkling. Have you seen this? No, no, no. You should watch that. It's a very cute video of two kids arguing whether it's raining outside or it's sprinkling outside. Mm. And Where, then. Do they decide? It, well, no, it, it really escalates. And yeah, it resorts to violence. And yeah, it resorts to violence. One of the, the girl who thinks it's raining pokes the kid. What? That is not right. Right in the heart. Oh, and hmm. then he says, you poke my heart. You poke my mm. heart. And he starts to cry. Oh, and man. Then, and then I've been the, there before. <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all? <laughs> we are all that kid. The president has a vision that he brings up to Leo. You know, I have this image in my mind of the dead soldiers coming back from Vietnam. 
caskets coming off the plane, but I don't know from where. Television. Apropos of nothing, he just brings up that, hey, remember they bring caskets home to airports sometimes. So I wonder if that's going to mean anything. Not only does President Bartlett's emotions like dictate the weather, and it does in this episode, too. But he's a seer. He also can see the future. He's an oracle. They get a little bit of update on the operation, so you know things things are moving apace. And after that, Charlie and Miss Landingham, we get some follow-up on the mystery of the missing check. This is another scene where somebody proclaims something about themselves. Charlie's a mystery solver. I solved the mystery. Well, what was it? I'm a mystery solver. <laughs> <laughs> he wants Miss Landingham yes. to know it. It's Miss Landingham, though, who's the true mystery solver, as we find out in this scene. You know why the woman never cashed a check? Because it was from the first lady, and she had it framed instead? Yep. That was the mystery. Right. She knew it all along. But Charlie insists to her, it's a good mystery. Miss Landingham, for sure, looks like she has read a mystery novel or two in her day. (laughs) Or has been the protagonist in a mystery (laughs) novel. (laughs) Yeah, mystery novels have been written about Mrs. Landingham. And she also probably religiously watches Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, she identifies. And that is the end. No, that's not the end of the check thing. We get a little bit of a check check follow-up later with charlie and the first lady um next scene is josh and sam and they're talking shop about ladies uh joey lucas donna um all the pretty girlies of the west wing josh you don't mention ainsley do they yeah sam is keeping it close that he yeah. that he's into ainsley but he's keeping it close he's nagging her josh is pretty Did open we get to that scene? about how how much how he likes donna donna was telling me i should ask joey lucas out you should. That aside, what do you make of Donna being the one pushing it? I don't make anything. You wouldn't think she'd be jealous? Is is that what he was? Yeah, he's like, why doesn't Donna not... Like, I am obviously breaking up Donna with all of her, all of her boyfriends. But no, I, f- I felt that was more like a creepy ownership. Like, I'm the... Like, oh. Because they're not... Wait, I thought it was like, I do this... Like... To her all the time, why is she not doing this to me? She's like encouraging me. Yeah. But That's isn't that I... creepy to oh, like it's totally creepy, break but up? Yes, it's weird. Don't date your assistant, Josh. Like just don't, don't do it. Bad idea. With Ainsley and Sam, someone mentioned to me this weekend that they thought it would be a really great idea to ha- to bring back the West Wing and have Sam be the president. That would be great. And Ainsley's the first lady. <laughs> yeah into it or yeah. is the vice president oh well, woman can't oh, be a vice president huh both is that what you're trying to say both at least the first lady and the vice president at the same oh, time oh shit yes yes <laughs> that's a good show yes she Ain't, can do it nothing in the rule book says you can't be married to your vice president that's right yeah i've read the rule book assistant it's called the constitution no. vice president yes those are the people you can date and can't date oh that's so good yeah, we should really. That's gonna happen on House of Cards eventually. No, it right? did. Was she vice? Did she become vice president? For sure. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I didn't make that up. <laughs> we know. I thought. Even though it's obviously like the next step that you would take in that that story. <laughs> I, I haven't been following it, but it seemed like yeah. that's the trajectory no, they were, they were going no, on. She's running for vice president. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know yet. if I. I did not watch. She's the on most the ticket. Season. You watched that show. We, no, I haven't seen it. Because I stopped watching after the, it was it was very bad. I stopped watching it, yeah. I think, after last season. We gave it one more season after that, and oh. it was still bad, and then we stopped. Because that was, was the first bad. season. 
When it got really bad. Yeah. Well, I almost gave up when they like killed someone. When it started? Yeah. And then I was like, no. Nah, uh, and I, I was whatever. like, this is still going. There was like a TV drought back when we had a lot of time. We mm. watched it. And then, and now there's not enough time. There's, we're in the golden age of television. So golden. So there's too much better stuff to watch now. So Josh and Sam sit down at a table in a room and the president mm-hmm. walks in and this guy comes up and gets their breakfast order. There's, it's a breakfast meeting, we find out. President orders breakfast for them and then he's like, I'm not going to have any. Can we get these guys some scrambled eggs? Yes. Anything for you, sir? No, I'm fine. That is a power move, That's a cool my friend. Yes. That made no sense. And I encourage everyone to order breakfast for me and huh. then leave. But he, he like goes in and he doesn't he ask them like I didn't say anything but what would you do? Well, yeah, he's, he's trying to get their opinion on stuff. But I just I'm just fo- focused on the breakfast yeah. part of the. Do you know what's even now? better? Power move. You order breakfast for other people and yourself, and then you eat the other people's breakfast as well. Oh yeah. You're gonna have that muffin. No, That's I what don't ask. Is. You don't ask. You just eat it. Well, the. I will eat that muffin, first of all. But a second, the reason he called the meeting is to complain about the war on drugs. He doesn't like the war on drugs. He had to do the war on drugs because they came before and Inherited. the other guy did the war on drugs. He's like, I really don't like the war on drugs. Why don't you guys come up with some yeah, ideas? Give me, give me some ideas. Yeah. And like I had one, which was like to stop that. Stop doing it. It's good. But yeah. they didn't. But they never got to that part. Hmm. They no. didn't. They didn't get to that. I would have got there quick. Yeah. Okay. One more thing about the breakfast. This is the uh, reverse of the Donald Trump orders two scoops of ice cream and everybody else gets one. The president orders everybody else food everybody and doesn't else get any for himself. Gets two omelets <laughs> when they breakfast with me. Mm-hmm. It is kind of like the uh, you'll have the meatloaf thing though. If you <laughs> it's similar. If you were president and you had your own Billy Butler and you could have anything for breakfast you wanted, what would your breakfast choice be probably just regular breakfast but like what like Would probably you? like something different every day i'd probably do chocolate Real chip good. pancakes and it'd be like hmm. don't ask me Billy. you're a leslie nope <laughs> <laughs> i like your idea Braden. mike just surprise me. don't bother me with the breakfast surprise question. me with something you know like one day full lumberjack breakfast. it could be eggs and the next day a different kind of eggs egg and cheese on a biscuit yeah. yeah. Oh, biscuits. Oh, biscuits are good. Don't sleep on the biscuits. Don't. I I always forget about biscuits because they're so hard to find. Up here. Up here. Yeah. yeah. Don't okay. forget about the biscuits. So uh, the drug war. Let's, That's let's my line. About that I'm going to insert into every. Don't forget about the. Don't, biscuits. don't forget about the biscuits. Next scene: Ainsley and Sam. Uh, she is still. I guess it's the same. No, it's, it's the, the next same, morning. Same next day. morning. So she had her run in with the president where she was in the bathrobe and singing and she spilled her drink and embarrassed herself. What's up? She wants a second chance at it. She is going to get over her fear of meeting him. And I'm still scared to meet him, but I'll overcome that in order to erase the humiliation that I've brought upon myself and my father. Uh, but Sam is de- definitely negging her hair. He's not making eye contact. He's playing it cool. He's not giving her what she wants. Do you think he's lost respect for her because of her showing in front of the president the previous night? She was a little loopy. She can't hold her liquor. Was she or her uh, creme de cacao. Oh, she can't hold her liqueur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so they're going to set up something later in the day. Um, that I just... Ainsley's uh, syntax here is at peak Ainsley, I think. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. Next scene is Toby and Ed Bagley Jr., Seth Gillette, 
This uh, guy is cool. Yeah, he's got concerns. So there's this uh, entitlement reform blue ribbon commission thing they set up last week. And this guy is not a fan. He's the uh, the Bernie Sanders of the episode. If your commission recommends raising the retirement age one day, reducing benefits one dollar, reducing colas, if your commission recommends partial privatization of social security, I will condemn it as the act of a group intent on destroying social security. Colas. Yeah. Cost of living adjustment. Yeah. It's a great acronym. That's actually like the the one thing that does kind of move around a bit on these programs. No one wants to touch the actual, you know, benefits and the, you know, no one wants to. But cut it's going to go up less. It's it's like or more or whatever. Yeah, it's an easy way of adding a layer of complexity where people are just like, well, I don't, I don't really know if you cut it or, or, or increased it. It's the thing where Trump tweets out a thing that says, "Oh, look, Medicaid spending is going up under my plan, even though I'm cutting a trillion dollars yeah. out of it because it like s- slightly goes up a little." It tr- yeah it tracks the CPI. Yeah. Or a chain CPI. And <laughs> this guy, uh, Seth Gillette, has, been, has all kinds of issues with the White House recently. He brings up the drop-in from the famous episode, The Drop-In. Doesn't like the drop-in. Uh, he brings up the milkshake cop that they have on TV that morning. So, And he uh, says, where's my electric car? No, Ed, Ed Bagley Jr. is like a carbon footprint guy. He's like yeah. a real environment guy. He rides his bike. He's a bike rider. Yeah. So great casting, actually. Is this that is this that guy or is it the other guy? No, it's this guy. This, guy. this is the guy that and he came into my my place of business and we talked. I talked to him. Oh yeah. Really? And we had like we did what like happened? an environmental episode. Uh, did he does he like bagels at the metro? No, he actually he and he hates when people ask that. Oh, bagels? Yeah. Bagley? Ed, Ed, Ed Bagels Jr. Oh, does he really hate when people he ask that? He doesn't like the question. Did you ask him and he said and he doesn't like you. He hated it. If you say that to him, he'll call Me? you a patronizing son of a bitch. You patronizing son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Did he call me out by cool. name when he said he didn't like me? He likes bagels. Okay. Phew. I like a pizza bagel. We've already talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> They're good anytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he threatens to Toby that if they don't start curtailing this like run to the center that he might run as a third party candidate and now his 18 votes that he has in his like kind of like pseudo caucus thing what is the name for that is that a caucus yeah yeah okay it's, but there's like there's the democratic caucus which is the entire party but there's right. these like little but sub there's ones. mini caucus sorry. exactly yeah. it's Cauc- just a it's a block it's a voting block yeah and he seems to be the leader of like the left wing progressive block the- yeah expand social security despite the political climate being against that or whatever but toby shuts him down because he says and speaking as a liberal go to bed would you please go to bed it's seven thirty in the morning i was just in bed yeah and um <laughs> toby's a real stinker in this scene he is i'd like, say if you come at me from the left i'm gonna destroy you he's very like god what does he say he's like I just said, he said, go to bed. No, he's like, it's like there's two fish, and they're like... Oh, yeah, he's oh, got a story. He's like, I was watching a cartoon. But then one of the fish realizes it's not a plant, it's the tentacles of a predator, and the fish says, with friends like this, who needs anemones? That story didn't make it. Yeah, it made no of... sense. It didn't make sense. But the, the guy friends that... like this who needs anemones? It was like a stupid little joke. Yeah. Like, was it and a And then pun? he's like, motherfucker, like... But the, I'll own you, ass. The way that he said it was like, he just dropped the mic. And yeah. I didn't feel like he did right. the no. It's like a Is, is the predator Seth Gillette? 
No, see, okay, in this analogy, um, the friends were the fish. <laughs> it's not go, quite right. Go on. Go okay, on. so the fish. But this is. They, this they, is they, they, they did, I don't want to gloss too much over the scene because, on the one hand, they wrote it in, so they're aware of this argument that, like, if you fuck over your supporters on the left, like, they could split up the party, split up the voting block, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, they they cannot write any argument for Toby to make about why that would be bad. He just says that's you're naming groups that'll never desert the president. And then like, he's like, if you well, he's like, if you primary me from the left, I'll own your ass. And then he walks out. How is he going to own his ass? What does that even mean? Obviously, it would be hey, a protest. Jason, go to bed. He'd be a protest candidate. It's not like he thinks he would win, but he would do that in order to like sabotage the party over those issues yeah to like send a message to future candidates but that's that's what the left does that's what bernie sanders did wow that's what you that's must what be the, that's getting what the really party sleepy did. since you haven't gone to bed yet i actually am very tired now <laughs> but still my point is no one in the middle no one in the establishment ever makes a legitimate argument for why you shouldn't be worried about alienating your base they just do it Hey, did you take your pills yet? Because it's time for bed. Is it time to take my pills? Wait, what kind of pills? I don't know, like medicine. The way that... (laughs) I mean, if we're just going to look at this as like Hillary versus Bernie thing, which probably is like relatively close political alignment, the way that Hillary went after Bernie from the left is to find... Like, they did the let's take one vote out of context and like, oh, Bernie's actually for guns. Like he re- he wants Newtown to happen right. over and over again. He's not really that left, right? He's because, actually more mainstream, so, despite like having all these like incredibly core leftist issues that Bernie is obviously far to the left on, like income equality, minimum wage, healthcare, all these things. It's like you find like one thing that you can take one out of context quote or you find one vote that doesn't sit right and you're like oh see they're basically the same right there's you know what there one's a little leftier and one one's a little leftier on the other but you know half but the this same is, thing this is all about the whole is your strategy going to be to win over independence or people on the other party or is your strategy just to increase turnout from your own party and it's like what's going to make it easier to govern based on some some coherent set of principles, to run to the middle during a campaign and court people who don't share your ideology and then be like, oh, I've ended up being elected by a coalition of people who have no coherent preference for what they want me to do policy-wise. Or to, like, you know, try to coalesce your own party and unify it around Mm -hmm. a platform. It seems like that was kind of the original idea. It's like, you have a platform, you have a party... You have all the people who support your platform, and then you try to enact that platform and you get elected. Yeah. And I think the reason why we've concocted this ridiculous idea of moving to the center and trying to court centrist is just a facade for justifying raising money from banks and rich people. Hey, Jason. So we can run John Ossoff's yeah. forever, and they can... It's like what's raise Tony a lot Blair... of money. They can run the most expensive congressional campaign in history and still right. lose by more than Hillary did because they're <laughs> thoroughly uninspiring to anyone. Yeah, other than people that are like, "Oh, I'll make money off of this." It's like I was watching for some insane reason a to- an old Tony Blair question time, and he was justifying. It was like on the eve of him being. Uh, he was like 
calling the election that would eventually make him prime minister, but it hadn't happened yet. And he was justifying what he had done to the Labour Party, where they basically became like a conservative light. And they're like just getting out from under that now. I mean, they still haven't really, because well, they, they still haven't been put in, in charge of the government. Yeah, but, but the people in charge of that party, at least not, right. are not following that anymore. And it's, it was like amazing to see him just blatantly saying, like, we're pro-business, we're anti-rolling back any of the curtailing regulations that the Thatcher era put in place against unions. That was just a firework. And uh, We're taking fire. <laughs> that's exactly what I think Clinton did. I think we're getting too close Here. to the truth. And the centrists are going yeah, after yeah. us yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that the Democrats are going to do that. I think there's going to be a strong impulse. They'll, they'll have a candidate. Joe Biden will run, but he's going to be so old, too. They're all so you old. Think Joe Biden's you think Joe going to run? Probably. You need to raise so much money in order to fund this giant apparatus of staffers and consultants and all of this stuff. And those are the people that have so much at stake in ensuring that the status quo continues, the big money donor thing, that they're going to be paying attention well before the average person will about who's going to be a candidate. And that's what happens, right? Like the party is controlled by the people whose full-time job is to run the party. Yeah, and it's at the point now where the super PAC stuff doesn't even... The thing where you can like raise hundreds of millions of dollars from small donors like isn't enough anymore. Right. Even though that was like an astronomical amount of money three or four cycles ago, because you need like half a billion in outside money now, and Bernie might not have gotten that. Yeah, I don't know. It's Could a we shame. friend Jeremy Corbyn? He does this. He's over thirty-five. Check. Um, not a citizen, but he is similar to Sanders in the sense that he's someone who, who's throughout his long career in federal politics, stayed consistent doesn't appear to have sold out and seems to be relatively trustworthy. And he's an absolute boy. <laughs> <laughs> does anybody know what that name means? I don't get I'm it. I'm sure somebody it does. Sounds, it's so funny. <laughs> what is that? That's like his it's nickname. Twitter. He's the absolute boy. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't How yeah. has no one asked? Someone must have asked him that. I don't get it. Uh, anyways, uh, first lady, she gets a drop in from Charlie. She's in the bedroom. She's yes, packing queen. for her trip. Uh, yes. She gets a drop in from Charlie. What? Is, why, why yes, queen? Because she uh, does her she thing. She does like a yes, queen worthy performance here. Well, yeah, she she Charlie's going to take uh, the money because the lady didn't cash the check. And so she's going to give her cash and then she can keep the check. President walks in. He's not as... Uh, capable of clearing the room as he was with the waiters last episode he has to actually like say like can we get the room please he doesn't just get the safe well i feel like when it's ladies, the first lady they're, staff, her, they're people. her people he yeah. can't tell them the well she even has to say like can you guys give us a minute though yeah it's like they they don't care about him they care about her and then they have a big old argument and yes queen what are you my zen master can i be in charge of my own mind let me tell you something jackass Get as chippy as you want if that makes you feel better. I am your wife. I love you. You have a crisis. You have to deal with it. When it's done, we'll talk. Yes. yes. Um, she's, <laughs> she's extremely rational and normal, saying, like, you have stuff going on. It's cool. We'll deal with it later. Just, like, take care of these guys in Columbia. And he's, like, yelling at her and being really... He's it's, being a jerk. It's actually... Yeah. 
Colombia. Colombia. Don't do that. Um, he says at one point, he says, are you my Zen master? I don't know. I just thought yeah. that was a funny well, one. Well, then, like, Rizzo from Greece comes out, and she calls him a jackass Yeah. in the best way. And I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. If this was Greece, this would have been a song, it, this argument. It's true. But I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that as Rizzo Stalker Channing says jackass in the same exact way she says it. Oh, really? I, yeah, that's there, to Kid I will Nikki, find it. Yeah. We should find that clip. Yeah. I'd actually prefer if we stop talking about this. Why? You don't like Greece? I absolutely do not. Hmm. No? <laughs> Nobody actually likes Greece. I mean, when you're a kid, you actually like Greece. Everyone wants to be bad Sandy. No? Just me? <laughs> It's bad Santa, first of all. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, bad Sandy, where you're like... Leather. All leather is called leather Sandy. Out. I had a leather phase as a kid. <laughs> 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 I was like really into leather. I'm not even joking. I was. You're the, you're the little girl from Annie Hall. I'm into leather. When they flash forward <laughs> about all the kids' futures, and she's Basically, like, "I'm into leather." I, like I was, but like I was into leather as like a ten-year-old. Like I had a leather skirt. I had like a Harley Davidson style leather hat. <laughs> wait, wait, like, wait! What, what the fuck is that? Like a you what's know, a Harley Davidson style leather hat? Like oh, like a, a biker the, hat. Tassels? Like like a like a, new, a like a newsy cap Ooh, yeah, that's yeah, made yes. out of leather. That's yes. awesome. I was a leather daddy. I, I'm making as a, a face child. right now. <laughs> Leather babby. <laughs> <laughs> and like every time we would go, and I had a leather vest. And sometimes I'd try all to the wear things together. I would try to. I have not like, seen these photos yet. But I think that every time I did, I was like, this is too much of a fashion statement. I can't, I didn't like have the confidence to carry it on. But I would wear like a leather skirt and clogs and my leather biker hat. <laughs> leather clogs. My leather clogs. And they were like the only heels I was like allowed to wear. And then I also had like my jelly heels sometimes I'd wear with that. But yeah, every I kept asking my parents for like something leather. And let's keep in mind you were completely covered in leather in South Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I never had like leather pants though, but I did have a leather like little skirt. I was really into leather. <laughs> I think I owned more real leather then than I do now. Hmm. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? Bad oh, Santa. Bad, bad Sandy. <laughs> she's like all dressed in like a tight black outfit and her hair is all like crazy. And she's like, she's like bad now. Yeah. You just have to slut it up a little to get yeah, your man. Exactly. Like, classic story. Slut it up. Smoke a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Just one a day. Just Fine. one cigarette. <laughs> one, maybe two cigarettes a day. Wear red lipstick. Stomp on your cigarettes on, in grass. And do funny things with your hips <laughs> hmm. dance and sing hmm. that's how you that's how you trap a man <laughs> this argument goes on but um they they don't really resolve this is not the one where they kind of get into it no, right that's later not, yeah we're not there yet. so they show josh uh he's on hold on a call and it's with the power company they're explaining something to him and donna comes in there's a little bit of as you know donna about the crime bill so you want to know how their crime package pulled in those five districts yes if it pulled well you've got your gun law probably and if it tanked you got to shut up or lose five democratic seats in the house why do you ask me the question when you're going to have the conversation all by yourself wasn't there a whole thing about gun reforms 
in the like last season. Yeah, they were gonna do it. And then they, no, I thought they did. They oh were. yeah, there was that the guy, ha- that other like congressman who was like really against the guns. assault weapons ban yes, or assault whatever. Assault weapons. So yeah, it's like, yeah. is this part of that or is this a different version of the same thing? Anyways, they talk about Joey Lucas a little more. There was this whole thing last episode where Donna's trying to get Josh and Joey hooking up. She's trying to hook them up, and she says. Uh, they could. They wouldn't have to re monogram their towels. Yeah, was there any of that leather monogrammed? That Which is had? a thing. Do you have any monogrammed <laughs> no. towels? Because no. absolutely none of my towels, and I have many folks. <laughs> you do. Have okay, many it's towels. something that people know about me. Like when I come up in conversation, some people might say like, "Oh, the towels guy," and the answer would be like, "Yeah, like none of them, none of my towels." I think that you your towels are more about like quantity than quality. You mm. know. Mm. Not that I don't mean that as like a dig. I got some good towels, but you have like some good towels. Yeah. But like, are they worth monogramming? You have to ask yourself that. Are your towels worth monogramming? Are you living your best life? I would never <laughs> get my actual initials if I got something monogrammed. I'd get something funny. Like poop. Yeah. I uh, what what is your um what do you guys put in for at an arcade? Oh, blah blah blah. I don't know. It's usually three letters. E R D is just my initials. Okay. I I always put tub. <laughs> Why? That's a good one. T-U-B. That's so... <laughs> that makes me think of anything but you. <laughs> I like baths. So I if you're out there, folks, you see the tub? Yeah. <laughs> that just makes me think like a very large, sweaty person. I know a couple people that have world records game. in some video games. Like personally, you're friends with them? Yeah. One of them is in the game Tapper. Oh. And it's uh, you can go to the barcade here on whatever grand or whatever and that's a world record tapper machine it's uh, this guy i know adam and our friend dustin went to chicago to set the ghosts and goblins is that the name of that that game's hard as shit yeah this guy has set the world record in this game i can't get like past the first level as a kid we had the uh, sega version which is like goblins and ghosts and uh i beat it i could get all the way through but i cannot even get to the end of the first level in an arcade so that it's game is hard. actually very short i think i think that one's like you just have to play it perfectly and you can get through it pretty quick but tapper is like an infinite game up to a like it's really long but it never stops right. so like you have to play it for like 10 hours or 20 hours or something to think so he has to play it and like bank a bunch of lives and then he can like go to the bathroom what? <laughs> and just like it's just like beers oh are falling off the end of the bar. <laughs> Have you guys seen the movie King of Kong? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, what a it's heartbreaking so story. How does he go to the bathroom? No, it's like this underdog guy who is trying to get the new world record for King Kong. Not King Kong, Donkey Kong. And then this guy who already has the record. And that was like the greatest thing he did with his And he life. is a villain. He is a horrible person. <laughs> he lives in Florida. Oh, of course. And he owns... A hot sauce company. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I and, about that. <laughs> and he's just a terrible person and super egotistical. And this other guy, he like, I think he lost his job or something. Or he like, he le- he's yeah. a teacher. Yeah. It's he's like he's just, he just had a Donkey Kong machine in his garage. Right. And he just started getting real good at it. He's just like a lovely human being. Imagine playing Donkey Kong. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love the uh, the winning guys, uh, the like evil guys, like little henchmen. It's a very like yes, he Dwight character yeah. almost. <laughs> he also has a mullet, like a yeah. horrible, horrible mullet. Excellent movie. 
next scene, Sam and Ainsley. This is the meeting with the president. They're going to... It's in Leo's office, and he's going to drop in, and they're going to get a real introduction in the light of day. She's going to wear normal clothes, all that. How are you doing, Angelina? I'm concerned about peeing on your carpet. Okay. Well, now I am, too. May I use the bathroom? Yes. Thank you. Leo's closet is what she walks she goes into. into the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is it? Did, did you want to go into the bathroom because Leo said that her skirt was on backwards? And can you put a skirt on well, backwards? Is that a thing that happens? Yes, you can. Because like you can't put a shoe on the wrong foot because it'll like sh- it's like wrong, and you can't put on like pants on backwards because you'd know. Yeah, it's not like that. Okay. Because it's like a thing it's that, not like that the front and back are not that different. Mm, I like, mean, you. Well, might... I thought she just had to go to the bathroom. Well, she. Well, no. First, she said she felt like she was gonna pee on Leo's floor, which yeah. made Leo also nervous that she would do that. And then he said, "Your skirt's on backwards." And then she was said she had to go to the bathroom. So, I so he's nagging her too. To part to maybe fix her skirt and to because if your skirt doesn't button up, it just zips. And it's on backwards. It can be on backwards. And the zip might be on the side. The zip is usually on the side. Is there a consistent side that it'll be on? Yeah, I think it's always on the left. Mm. Okay. Come but, on, Ains. Anyway, she goes into the closet. And yeah. then immediately the president walks in. Hey. Good evening, Mr. President. Is she here? Ainsley Hayes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Where is she? Well, she's in the closet, Mr. President. Why don't we get her out here? Yeah. Ainsley? Yes? Ainsley, why don't you come on out of there? I like that she just owns going into the closet, though, and just stays in there she a little stays. while. Yeah. yeah. I thought this is a really funny scene. It's Maybe so if she funny. came out right away, it wouldn't have been Right, it would have been so less bad. awkward. Because they she... call her out. They call her out. Of the closet, and right. she's there. She is in the in the like, closet. Isn't it kind of getting a little old that this is the only thing they can write for Ainsley Hayes? Well, this is only in the past two episodes. I mean, so far, other than the introduction of her character, it's like everything else has just been her being thing. like a goofy kind of nerdy, awkward but person. In this show is like that. That's the way Aaron Sorkin writes women. Well, no, but so he <laughs> does a f- great job at writing first ladies dialogue. CJ, he does a good yeah. job with CJ. It's like younger yeah. women, and he did the same or thing. He did the same thing with Alison Pill's character in Newsroom. She was yeah. just super shitty character that was totally not likable at all because all she was doing was like having slapstick moments. Guys, and I like, tried to watch Newsroom. It's bad. So bad. I stopped. Did watching. you watch more than the first episode? Yeah, we watched a few to give it. I a I didn't try. finish it. We watched the I whole couldn't... first season. And I watched we the like, whole yeah. series. It's awful. Yeah. It never gets better. I, yes. the, <laughs> I remember the specific episode I stopped watching is when. Me too. It's something... the first one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, this, it was Occupy Wall Street. It was no. It was the one. Something happened. And the guy, like one of the producer guys, was on an airplane, and he oh, like oh, it's the Osama bin Laden gets killed episode. Okay, yeah. yeah, and he was like, I must do my like American duty and announce this to the airplane. Yeah, and I was just like, shut up, I'm turning this off. Um, there's a Chapo episode to follow up their West Wing episode where they watch a bunch of episodes in the newsroom and talk about it, and it's hilarious because they get so mad. <laughs> it's great if you want to hear people screaming about the newsroom for. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, it's just such a lazy show. Like writing about things that, it's like bad. real things that already happened and everyone already reacted to in a way. Like, yeah, it's it's Aaron, it's Aaron Sorkin's Monday morning quarterbacking of yelling at the TV. Yeah, of like, yeah. If I were on the news, I would have yelled this nonsense. It's ridiculous. Yes, like this is how it should have been covered. Yeah. 
by a, a liberal Republican. And then the, the point on the Chapo episode that they make, which is the best, is it's a self-own on the whole concept, though, because it's in that universe, there is a news organization that treats it like the way that he says that if only people treat it like this and all the same terrible shit keeps happening. So it's <laughs> like... Like, you can't go back in time and change things. Right. So it's <laughs> it's like, if only we had people that were, like, telling the truth to the Tea Party when they were coming up. And then he makes, like, this guy that just, like, owns the Tea Party every night on TV. And the same exact shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> so next scene. Leo pulls the president out of the Ainsley meeting a little early. But he does have a sweet moment with Ainsley. I think they get a real introduction. And he's yeah. like, oh, your father must be proud of you. She smiles. They play a little violin solo in the background. Everybody's feeling good. Leo's like, oh, we got to go right now. And I really like that they make a point of like, Charlie, can you close the door? Because remember the last time Ainsley was in Leo's office and she like peeked in and like watched some like really yes. sensitive meeting. So Ainsley's been ID'd as a <laughs> uh, Oval Office peeper now. Yeah. So they there's an update on the Special Forces thing. They died. It was a trap. They all died. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Admiral Akbar comes in. Yeah. It's a and apparently they were just like they got it off the radio like because you know when you see them in the sit room earlier they seem pretty confident they seem confident nobody asks where'd you get this information but you, you assume it's vetted mm-hmm. it's not you would vetted, assume folks. that the cop would have been vetted not too. vetted folks last minute no time for vetting so they fall for it president goes outside after he finds out about this and starts screaming a lot which is a great little he, scene like, i thought acts the shit out of that yeah it's very good he starts yelling at leo uh who comes out to try to calm him down it's raining we've never anticipated the possibility that somebody might try that sir we weren't prepared for someone to try and outfox us with a stratagem so sophisticated it's an entire generation beyond hey look your shoelaces are untied last episode the president's shoelaces were untied hmm <gasps> <gasps> This is like literary device on literary device yes. this episode. It's so good. Yes. <laughs> Check off shoelaces. Yeah. So, Check off foreshadowing. We have a double, maybe a triple entendre. <laughs> Two foreshadows. Yeah. Um, That's eight shadows. <laughs> so he had... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, he says, I want to talk to the president of Columbia. And they get him on there. They have an interpreter in the room. Um, he... Does not dance around the fact that they like invaded their airspace, which is usually a pretty sensitive topic, yeah, come, I believe. Comes right out and says can, it. can I just say this interpreter actor? Amazing. This yeah. was the yeah. day he became the president of Columbia's interpreter. Yeah. No, no, but like no, the, the I've seen this scene like a lot of times now, <laughs> and I watched it twice before this, and it's very memorable. Every time mm -hmm. I'm like I immediately buy into like he is listening to a guy yes. and he's translating it. Like there's something about like the way so it's yeah. so good. The hostages are alive. How does he know that? How do you know that? We have confirmation that we're transmitting to you through channels. Yeah. But then I think, but also it could just be he's a bad actor. It sounds like he doesn't care about the lines he's reading, right? No, I think he sells it. He's good. No, it's I, so no, good. I think he's it's like so a good. method interpreter. Or it's terrible. <laughs> like he, he was like actually interpreting someone speaking Spanish on the phone. Like he makes you love the president of Colombia. I do. I you're love like, him. oh, what a great guy. But you're, you're not even hearing him talking. You're hearing some other guy talking. Yeah. He should, <laughs> so after this, he actually is a fan fiction where he becomes the president of Columbia. Jason, <laughs> it's actually 
Colombia. Colombia. <laughs> I thought it was Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> so it comes out in this call that the hostages are definitely still alive and they are transmitting information through channels. Through whatever. channels. Yeah. We'll get back to you through the the uh, the channels. And then he offers, he's like, I appreciate that you haven't asked me, but given that where things are now, if you want me to release Juan Aguilar, I will do it um, on like as like a favor or whatever. And the president says, no, not now. He doesn't commit to it, but it's obviously like everybody's ears perk up when the offer's on the table. Um, and that's the end of the phone call. But that's, uh, yeah. Shout out to the president of Colombia. <laughs> He's a good dude. interpreter. After that big Roosevelt room meeting, it's got um, Toby and Sam and the president and a bunch of military people, and they're discussing whether they should take this offer or not. They mention the kind of the rap sheet of this kingpin guy. Juan Aguilar runs one of the largest drug cartels in the world. Sir? He has produced $15 billion worth of cocaine in two years. He's murdered or ordered the murder of eight Supreme Court justices. Eight Supreme Court justices? I'm assuming Colombian, yeah, not United States Supreme Court justices, because mm-hmm. that would have yeah. been an episode they probably should have done. <laughs> Just as a real-world analog to this, um, this is from two days ago. Breaking, Venezuelan minister, helicopter fired 15 shots at Interior Ministry, four grenades at Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So that's a thing that happens, apparently, is Supreme so, Court huh. justices get killed. Okay. And not the same country, but... Eh, it's know, one of those. It's one of the South American countries. They border. How it breaks down in the room. Toby is against letting the guy out because we don't negotiate with terrorists. Sam is for it. Um, they because get the guys home. Um, and we've already lost nine guys. Let's not lose five more. There's a quick scene with Josh and Donna where they kind of have the same argument. Donna being bring the guys home and Josh playing devil's advocate. Please. You don't think they're going to kidnap another five people tomorrow morning and demand 12 months of free cable? So you give them free cable. How about the keys to the situation room? You draw a line. Where? He makes a slippery slope argument. Yeah. But that slippery slope arguments are arguably a logical fallacy. Yes. Because you're you're basically saying like it's it's where you're not supposed to introduce a hypothetical, right? Because it's like take the particular question that's in front of you. Mm-hmm. And don't say, Well, but if I did if I solve this problem in the way you're suggesting, then how would I solve a totally different problem that I'm gonna require you to assume leads directly to from one to the other it, it pretty reliably results in like absolutist positions too yeah can we not the decider stop the uh the columbia's can we not is that uh i guess we can't uh stop them stop them stop them from doing what the drugs making drugs selling the drugs there's a lot of money in it yeah, yeah. can't stop them huh leo and the president get into that later that like we we spend x billions a year fighting the Usually drug production think, and then we the american consumers spend exactly that amount of money on the drugs that come from there when they say the war on drugs usually i think of the you know the way we lock up our own citizens and, yeah. and, and such is are they actually talking about have we been at war with Colombia for 60 years are we is that I happening think they're i think dea agents are certainly a thing down there right narcos it's 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 you guys see narcos it's more complicated than that though right because we're resp- our criminalization of drugs has given rise to the cartel's power but did we in invent- south america 
criminalizing drugs? Kind of, yeah. Before we did that, it was just like all drugs, baby, all the time. I, I mean, I don't think any other modern country like there used to be cocaine and Coca Cola. <laughs> there used to yeah. be opiates and everything. All these like tinctures and stuff. So we really screwed that up. We we I think we're the, probably the first industrialized country that devoted a considerable amount of police power and funding to to seriously criminalizing incarcerating people based on substance consumption and sale well yeah and prior well i I think we should stop that well it was motivated primarily by racism initially it was to against colombia persecute opium dens was the reason that the west coast outlawed opium it was to persecute i I mean supposedly the chinamen mexicans was marijuana and big nylon rope didn't want us making hemp ropes, which are much stronger per... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you could grow so many of them. Have you seen a hemp stocking? Gorge- gorgeous sheen. <laughs> a hemp stocking? Like tights? Yeah. No. You'll never want to go smokeless again. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah. Hemp stocking. Okay. At the end of the Roosevelt Room meeting, the president's like, I want to see military options. They go down to the sit room after that, and the estimates are looking pretty bleak. Mr. President, for the kind of victory Americans are used to, for the kind of victory Americans demand from a war, you need a 10 to 1 ratio. We need to put 200 to 300,000 men into a jungle war, and I think we'd lose as many as half. Half? Yes, sir. That seems like a lot, right? Yes. Like, that's way higher than any war that we've america's ever been engaged in like by a, a order of magnitude i think um so 150,000 fatalities is that's a ton a ton of fatalities um basically a non-starter they needed to send like the characters from the video game far cry down there <laughs> actually the president does bring that up later i send 200 operatives down there monday morning i read in the paper one aguilar is dead what should stop me that wouldn't do anything, right? Like cutting the head off of the, you know, yeah. what's the, the mythical animal? Yeah, the beast. The hydra? The beast. You, you had the beast. I just grows think it's two beast. more heads. Yeah, but the hydra too, mythologically. If you cut a Gorgons. tail off a lizard, it still lives. That could be your thing that you put into every <laughs> sentence. <laughs> just get it, get that in there. Is it like we're, we're going to, do I say that whole thing or am I like, you say the cut whole... the tail off this lizard? No, that wasn't it. And then it'll live. If you cut, yeah. If you cut the tail mm-hmm. off of the lizard. Mm-hmm. I could see a lot of ways you could it use lives. that. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we could do it this way. That's going to be kind of harder. Or we can, like, do it this way. It'll be a little easier. We can get it done. But, or, you know. But it's like, know, but you know what? You if know, you cut, cut the tail off the lizard, it lives. It lives. It's still going to live. Yeah. So you should really do it the other way. Yep, yep. I like it. That's good. Great. Thank you. President and First Lady again after that. Um, they have another argument about whether he's running or not. He claims that he has not decided yet. but um, It's kind of his uh, staffers that decided it. Yeah, yeah he, does, he doesn't technically in... know about it yet, right? Yeah, but he can see what they're going Him and Leo doing. have like a telepathic sort of connection. Yeah. Where they don't have to. Well, Leo I... just, it's, it's based on his nods, you know, how high his chin goes. But and I, then I think the president knows. The implication is that the president also picked up on the tone of the speech and how it sort of was positioning mm-hmm. him a certain way. But then he's object. like, whoa, I he guess they're having me run again. Yeah. But also, come on, who doesn't run? You run. When you're the president, you run. That's what we do, Abby. We run for things. Yeah, but it turns out he's 
got a sickness. Do you get that you have MS? Abby. Do you get that your own immune system is shredding your brain? And I can't tell you why, but relapsing remitting MS can turn into secondary progressive MS, oftentimes 10 years after the initial diagnosis, which is exactly where we'll be in two years. The first year of his second term. I doubt that anybody will ever find out. <laughs> All of a sudden, you can't have a disease and be the president. Well, she oh, guess what? Uh, Trump has every disease. He's got them Gout. all. Yeah, he's got two of those. But the thing that I like that she specifically said is that him only serving one term is what justified him not telling like everyone when he ran and divulging the sickness. And that deal was how you justified keeping it a secret from the world. That's how you justified it to God. That's how you justified it to me. That's how you explained it to God. But yeah, that part <laughs> I was like, and okay, your wife. I was with you, and now you said that. But, but though, I think that's a good point: is that he wasn't gonna like, sort of pull the wool over everyone's eyes for eight years. He, was, what is that phrase? You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> okay, look, let's say you're, let's say you're president, and or candidate, and you've got dyslexia. Do you have to disclose that? Mm. Because like. Then no. people just make fun of your dyslexia. Donald and... Trump has disclosed that every day involuntarily. But what about? Right. <laughs> yeah, You're like you can't MS read. Seems you have to disclose okay that for a president to have. I think that's okay. You can. Have well, MS. there's certain like. You I would know... say uh, diabetes. Okay. Yeah, gout. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, J they all J have JFK was like. The croup. Extremely sick, right? Yeah. He was like getting like injected did he have multiple times a day. He I'm sure he did. He had the croup. He was getting like what are you B12 saying? shots or something. That, oh, that's Is for that MS. B12 shots? That's like normal. And Reagan had like advanced Alzheimer's in his second term. Yeah, that's fine. Right, like, I think Alzheimer's maybe like maybe not as okay. well. I guess the thing is that anything that affects your mind, you would probably have to in a significant way. I mean, and it's I think there's a discrimination going on right. against uh, diseased people. Hmm. Everybody has a disease. It's ableist, yeah, diseasist. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. A lot of good people have MS. No, I mean, it's oh fine wow, you MS. don't like the MS people. No. What about Pac-Man's wife? <laughs> MS Pac-Man. How do you know it's his wife if it's just, uh, just Pac-Man with a joke? Oh. Yes and people. Is that it uh -huh. could be his daughter? Yeah. Yes and. It's not Merce's. Yeah, that's true. Merce's. Is it Pac-Man's sister? Yeah, you don't know the relationship. You don't even is she He chases her and they kiss. I know the relationship. Is she identifying as a woman or is she Chase? Maybe Pac-Man is like a Maybe Pac-Man's predatory and she's just running away from him. That might not be his name. It might be his title. Oh. He's like... He's the Pac-Man. He's the Pac-Man and she's yeah. Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> You're supporting a really unhealthy relationship here, Brayden. Yeah, well, if you cut the tail of mm -hmm. the lizard, <laughs> it'll grow back. Next scene, Donna, Josh, Joey, Kenny... Uh, there's a five-day waiting period thing that they were polling about, and it is not looking like it's going well in the particular congressional districts that they really wanted to flip some votes in. So they're going to have to dial down the gun rhetoric in the Midwest or some some bullshit. I don't know. Um, Donna leaves because it's late. It's 2 a.m., and then there's a, a quiet moment between Josh and Joey and Kenny. <laughs> if you polled 100 Donnas and ask them if they think we should go out, you'd get a high positive response. 
But the poll wouldn't tell you. It's because she likes you. And she knows it's beginning to show, and she needs to cover herself with misdirection. Would you poll 100 Donnas? Would you rather poll <laughs> one Donna-sized huh? Joey Lucas Ooh. or 100 Donna-sized... Like at the same time? <laughs> they say that right? So, okay. First of all, that's a weird phrasing. Second, how does she know this? Right, she's... How does she know? I mean, she spent like the evening with them. Yeah, so she's overhearing? She's, in, she's, she's deaf. In, that's true, she's... I guess Kenny's good at reading Well, stuff. Kenny's constantly signing to her what other people are saying. What a dick. So he must be, like, she, like maybe a good lip reader also. <laughs> she probably is a good lip reader. But she, she's not around them all the time. Like, she's in California yeah. all the time. She's, she spent... But how did she know what Donna's saying? That's she spent six hours with Josh ever. Yeah. She's met him like three times, and she like has all these insights into like Donna's interior motivations. I don't know where she's getting this intel from. And then she ends it on bringing it back to the policy thing, and she's like, "It reminds me of the French radical." Watching a crowd run by and saying, "There go my people. I must find out where they're going so I can lead them." This is another thing that I don't think they even get back to. It just happens to be something for Josh and Donna and joey to talk about in these scenes it's not not much is actually like of consequence here what she's saying is like a nice idea though if it were true <laughs> oh they can just educate people yeah you could convince you just them gotta, of the right thing yeah if they don't agree with you and you think your position is right just like explain it to them real hard <laughs> and <laughs> then then they'll you'll win them over yeah i mean that is kind of that concept is what the entirety of democracy is based on she's kind of like <laughs> let bartlett be bartletting yes <laughs> no this is definitely a rehash of that long abandoned theme which was why don't you actually lead people this is this is that was the theme of the entire first season it was like the argument between her stop and chasing Q. start leading right stop like polling to figure out what to do and start mm-hmm. doing and the polling will follow but then anyway they never did that like no. why are they pulling anyway if if that's what she really thinks why are they pulling that's the point you know it's funny though because this is kind of realistic when you look at frank luntz who is very cynical about polling and yet is sort of the i guess most renowned pollster because i think he realizes that it's all about how you ask the question so i think in some ways this lovely character in the West Wing is modeled after Frank Luntz. <laughs> I got called for a poll the other day, hmm. and I told them I don't have time for this shit. So I was, and then I said, "But you have enough time to answer a phone call from a number you don't recognize." Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I like took a chance. It was like, <laughs> and I answered the phone. I got a call from Peru earlier today. <laughs> Peru. Who the fuck is calling me from Peru? I may have been expecting a call from like someone else. That I, whose number I didn't know, but so I answered the phone and it was the Center for Disease Control polling me about like vaccines for kids. And I was like, that's like a great thing to talk about, but I'm at work right now, so I can't do this. And I hate kids. And they said, well, when can we call you back? And I said, well, here's the thing. I don't <laughs> really want you to call me back. <laughs> I Like, is there a way I could just do this online? And they said, well, we could we can mail you the poll. And I was like, well, then I have to send it back to you. So no. 
<laughs> but like, what do you have a website? And then I'll take the poll online. And then she was like, okay. And then gave me a website. And I was like, I'm typing in my browser right now. Thank you very much. Good day, madam. And then the website said, if you received a call about our poll, call this number back. <laughs> like, why don't pollsters use the internet? I have, I've got to tell you. Ha- Russian hackers. <laughs> I often, you know, don't pick up the phone when it's a number I don't recognize. And then it's the delivery guy and he's mad because mm. he's outside. I, I think the thing about polling that's the issue is that they're calling the type of person who will take a poll in the middle of the day and has time for that shit. And you're like really skewing your results mm-hmm. by well, doing most so. polls up until recently would only call landlines and would only call during like prime time. Yeah. No, they said that my number was randomly selected and it's like. Well, first, I mean, I oh, didn't... Oh, guess what? First of all, there's no true random in computers. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. She doesn't know shit about fuck. Yeah, wow, you <laughs> lied. First of all, you yeah. lied, ma'am. I mean, they could have a team of people rolling D20s. <laughs> what they should do is just, like, if they want to call you, call you with, like, a special code, like a password to a website to take a poll if they want to, like, control it or something. But it should be on the internet. It should be online. Well, that's going to self-select for people that have, like, computer expertise and stuff i guess it's or do a combo do a combo like have the internet option i'm not mailing anything in Mm -mm, no way and i'm not i don't use the usps i'm not giving you my address either no thank you it's a stamp i don't even know i think it's like a paper product so (laughs) there's another there's what two scenes left um Charlie and the president is a very quick one. They're just walking inside. But I just wanted to note that Charlie is a no overcoat on the portico guy now. I think he's taking his cues from the president. president doesn't wear a coat. Charlie doesn't wear a coat. There's Leo and the president after that in the Oval Office. Um, Leo's talking the president down from any thought of starting a war where 150,000 people are going to die. And he says, because I was in Nam Man, yeah. which is palindrome. <laughs> Man, man. Nice. Yeah. I typed that and I was really proud of it. Um, he says, We're, if I could go back in time, I would go back to the like cabinet room in the Kennedy administration. I'd say, Mr. President, don't do it. You're considering authorizing a massive commitment of troops and throwing in our lot with torturers and panderers. I don't think those are equivalent things. Like a lot of people are panderers. Like that's pol- that's politics, right? Pandering to people. But a torturer? Yeah. He's like That's he, a pretty He says it like they're the same same like, level yeah, of insult. Claimed. It's so underwritten. Like how did they just go, Yeah, we'll go with torturers and panderers. That's good. Leo, having seen a war, does not want to start another one and he advises the president to let uh Aguilar go. And the president doesn't really want to do it but he because people saw him get the offer so it's going to come out and it's going to be obvious that like this is a thing you can do now um there's ways to get around that because the aforementioned channels can be used to convey this message properly use the channels baby um and then he brings up what's they go back into that mode from earlier of like being weird because like it gets slow again and quiet and he's like what's stopping me 
from sending 200 black op guys. Yeah, murder, motherfucker. Yeah, no no family. Well, first he's like, you know what sucks about breaking the law? Oh, yeah. No it's like Capote said. And that, uh, I am the law. I don't think the quote has a ton of <laughs> Well, he just means Aguilar. That, like, that's the one bad thing for Aguilar is that he, does, he shouldn't be protected. Oh, by I the thought law. he was talking about himself. Yeah, I thought, I thought that at first, too. But I think he means... What, why is it immoral for me to like no longer extend the protections of due process of law to this guy who's mm. broken the law? Why can't I just go kill him? Hmm. And what's interesting about this is that's what we do now. Presidents now do just kill people. And that's better. Yeah. You don't have to lose 150,000 troops. You don't even have to spend 200 troops. No. In the end, he decides that he wants to get the guys out, so make sure that they get released uh, quickly. And he says he's going to go to Dover, which is the air, the military airport that they will fly them back into the bodies. Uh, there's a quick thing at the end. It's kind of like a, it's an interestingly cut scene. It's like CJ's press conference explaining. And like, there's so much press transparency in this where it's like, I'm going to explain what's happening now. And then we're going to have state and DOD come out. And they're also going to explain what's going to happen to you. And like, I don't think the State Department has like held a press conference in the Trump administration, <laughs> like <laughs> full stop. They'll get to it. Yeah, it's just like different worlds. But they're like cutting the audio of that with the president, like getting the caskets walking by him, and he looks uh, pretty shook. Pretty pretty heavy downer note. Uh, so that's the credits. Is uh, the president, and they show the overhead shot at the Air Force Base at the end. I have one good headline. This is not Headlines. a headline app. Okay, not a headline app, But I got folks. it. All right. I got it. Well, it's so, mostly the same plot, so we probably burned them all last week. Seth Gillette um, super, was super annoying to everyone in mm. the White House. And I wrote... No, he was cool. I like him. I mean, I like him. But, yeah, he's our but boy. But Toby didn't like him. No, no, no. He's our boy. I wrote, too legit to quit. Too legit. I was thinking, um, hmm. like Gillette shave things like could have worked, but I didn't really like the best a man can get. To Gillette to quit. Yeah. Um, I had so with the chess thing, and then Leo and the president kind of like playing, working the chess board together. I called them checkmates. Checkmates. Aww. They are uh, checkmates. Uh, and then the only other one I have is um. So the guy's name is Juan Aguilar, and so I said that they were going for the Aguilar. Oh, <laughs> nice. nice. Like jugular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I get it. No, I was sorry. Yeah. And his name is Juan Aguilar, so you could do, do J.Aguilar. Jugular. Yeah, going for the jugular. I kept um, trying to think about his last name in terms of Christina Aguilera, and I couldn't <laughs> come up with anything, but I just need to share about Bob. No, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, other people, go on. Nothing. No. I have trap king pin. <laughs> trap. King. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's it, though. That's all. Yeah. That's, that's all. go. That's okay. Nothing, okay. Nothing here. No. No. It all was right. too sad. You know. Yeah. I. You know. Uh, you know. Understandable. Played. Can who can everyone except Eric roll their R's? Colombia. Well, obviously. Like a. Brrr. No. Oh, good. Yeah, that was her. I don't know. That was no? like a burr. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Final was... thoughts? I'd, I'd like to hear you try to roll your R. <laughs> Wait, can you but can you make a purring sound like a cat? Just uh, just use that. 
Can't do it. Ricardo. I got too I got too dumb of a tongue. Dumb tongue. Dumb tongue. Final thoughts. I good episode. Sad episode. It's good. It's a solid. This is a really good one. Yeah. Improvement over last week, even though they're a connected thing. But I thought this one was much more serious and not really in depth necessarily but it's just pretty solid ending to a two-parter i thought they like built up they earned this ending i thought Mm -hmm. by having it like stretch out over a couple episodes if this was at the end of one episode i think it would have felt a little cheesy but just that extra little bit of time they dedicated to it made it feel a little little more serious i like that it wasn't like uh as exciting as other two-parters in the series but they unpacked a lot you know Mm -hmm. it really needed the two episodes to cover everything all the storylines properly they packed and unpacked a lot yeah but i think no nowadays no one would really put up with a two-parter that wasn't like insanely suspenseful or like you know kept you on the edge of your seat or something yeah maybe that's why they didn't like bill it as a two-parter because it didn't have like a cliffhanger yeah, maybe. It was just like, we're just going to take our time with this one. And that's the, it is what it is. But it's it was good. Yeah, that's my, my phrase. It is what it is? Yeah, that's what I said earlier, right? I'm going to use that in everything. There you go. You stole it from me. Hey. Oh, maybe I say that a lot. The lizard thing. <laughs> say everyone, everyone says that. It is what it is. It's yeah. kind of a way to just say nothing. Yep. I'm saying nothing right now oh, to you. I say the phrase, ironically, je ne sais quoi a lot. Like that's something special. About everything I can. Whenever is it I ironic? Do you? It, I say it in like a silly Don't way. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Like when it rains. It was just paced really well. And I thought those like couple strained scenes were like a breath of fresh air on this show. Yeah. Mm. I almost wish that the the two episodes aired like together as just an extra Yeah, long. I just looked it up and they did not. They yeah. aired over two weeks. Yeah. But it would have been so good to have these like together and... Is they fit so well, and it's a really good uh, like cadence and story. I mean, it probably would have had to bump Frasier or something if <laughs> they'd run a two-parter. <laughs> this is like basically the same episode. Yeah, it's as the same week. episode. I'm very excited for next week's episode. Oh my god, is Ain't seen um, it? Um, I don't remember, but the topic is really interesting. Okay. Yeah, there's a. Oh. Uh, they're. Get going to actually the and it kind of flows well from this episode. It flows well from these, and then they are entering into like a primo stretch of episodes. Like mm-hmm. yes, not they're getting I think good. Not in like two until two from now until like the end of the season is like the best TV ever made. The stretch. All yeah. right, it's a good good stretch. We'll see you there, the folks. Episode. Um, yeah, but not a ton to say about this one. Uh. Joey's going to be gone for a little while, I think. They need to push that forward. Why can't they just go push on a date? Forward. That would right. be such a funny scene. Kenny's there. Yeah. <laughs> so much funny stuff could happen I from that. Like I think they're missing opportunities. About this show that they don't like force a love interest on like, anyone, really, in a serious way. It's just like little hints every so often. But it's not like the main thing about the show. Has any Other than Sam and Lori, has there been any... Sam, well, Sam and Lori and Sam and Danny and CJ, Danny and CJ, Danny and, CJ. and uh, what's Mallory, Sam and Mallory is the yeah. other couple. And I guess there was a history with Mandy and Josh. Yeah, they like the president and the first lady. That. Oh, and CJ and Tad. <laughs> <laughs> Tad. <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, they've all dated a lot in the past. I guess it's just supposed to be a busy job. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I think that none of them have time for serious relationships. Ain't got time for that. I think you've got to make time, folks. I feel like Sam has time for everything he wants to do. All of his yogurt making and dating. Doesn't sleep. Sailing. How much time does it take to make yogurt? All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, no, we're still going. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that tweet button. Smash that button, baby. We want to hear from you also. Yeah. Say things. You, come, you can leave feedback on our website. It'll show up in my email inbox if you want to bother me. Or on our I'll Facebook page. Or on the Facebook. Yeah, we're out there. We're, uh, we're everywhere. Listen. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. Listen. Bye. <laughs>